Can you put on the song Mood by 24K Golden, I think his name is? It's a really dumb pop song that I like. I'm going to play it on my phone so I don't mess up anything on the computer. Okay. All right. I think we're going to end up hearing it from uh, Steven's phone. You're also going to hear it from my iPad. So. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, it's going to be very funny. Bubbly apples. Probably bubbly. Uh, apple, apple. Probably, probably. Apple, bubbly. Probably apple, bubbly. Probably, bubbly. I believe apple, Emily. Emily, Emily in Paris. In Paris. Emily in Paris. Emily embarrassed. Oh. Fire emblem. Fire emblem. Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. Second, four, and five, and six. We play Final Fantasy Advance to avoid the depression. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always play in Final... Yeah, okay. So, here we go. Okay, so here we go. Lights up. Boom. Imagine a sort of uh, lo-fi A24 Safety Brothers style gritty camera dolly pulling alongside Ron, the Sasquatch, running down the streets of Vegas at a mean sprint. There's crowded streets of khaki foot traffic, and they're turning and watching this jet black Sasquatch in this white leather jacket just in a full sprint. Sweat is dripping down from his brow, and the sweat itself is kaleidoscopic, glowing in all the bright lights screaming around him in near Las Vegas. So Ron's vision right now is just, it's blurry. He's wiping his brow and as, as, he, as his eyes dart around, he sees orc showgirls walking into a burger bar. He sees a flyer for a Vegas riding conference. He sees a, a middle-aged elf puking into shrubbery. He sees broken glass, burger wrappers. He sees a woman with blue hair being shoved into a cop cruiser. The cop cruiser is sort of oval shaped, but it has like these blades all over it. It has a very sort of like 80s thrash metal look. 80s thrash metal meets Apple 2004. Okay, so she's being shoved into this cop cruiser. Bam! Door closes. That's her. That's Tabitha. That's who Ron is looking for. Be 
His vision breaks. He's in a memory now. He's drugged. He's face down. His eyes are just following the grit between cracked white tile. He can hear Marco's voice. The word that activates this uh, ape man. It's whatever the word they say. It's got to be something the Neoscum say, but don't say too much. So it's got to be something they will say, but they're not going to say it in the first hour of seeing him. So I know what the word is. I know what the trigger word's going to be. And at this point, Ron fades back out into darkness, and then bam, up again, neon lights pouring over his hairy, sweaty body. Ron is lugging his motorcycle, lifting it up and tossing it into the back of Xanadu. Boom. It's now squeezed up besides the curled mech and the pod. Something seems to catch Ron's eye from the ceiling. He looks up, but we must have been just his imagination. He's in Xanadu's cabin now. He can see Dak gritting his teeth as the engine churns. They're turning off of the strip now. Xanadu is rumbling off of the strip, passing by apartment complexes, hot sim sex dungeons and pawn shops. They can see the cruiser about a block ahead of them. And then it takes a turn and it's gone. Dak loses him. Dak curses. Fuck. Ron's vision swims again. And boom. There's a spotlight in a rocky desert. Spotlight is on Ron again, and he's running again through this desert. He's stumbling, looking for something, and then he sees it, and he, and he moves towards what he sees, and he places his hands up against a massive aquarium. A giant tank right in the middle of this rocky desert, and he presses his face up against the glass, and a massive orca is on the other side, and it looks right back out at him. Ron, can you please tell me what you see? Yeah, so Ron has his hands on the aquarium, and he reaches his long arms as far as they can around, and out of the darkness swims up this orca. And without opening his mouth, he's able to communicate with this orca. And he says, You know, I heard, uh, I heard we get whales because fish who came on land took a look around and didn't like what they saw, so they went back to the ocean. And I just, uh, I wanted to know why you would give up walking. And there's a pause, and as his hands are on the aquarium, it shatters. like sugar glass, and it just falls to his feet, and all the water falls down and swirls, but the orca is still there floating in front of him. And just as he communicated with it, it communicates back to him through his mind, and he just hears, Why would I walk when you can fly? And it kind of goes around him and flies off into the horizon, taking all the water that was in this aquarium, but it's all different kinds of neons and (laughs) unnatural colors and swirls around him and turns his body around. You see now standing before you in the desert, a woman. She's wearing a black Victorian dress. She 
turns her head slightly so you can see her ivory cheek. And she speaks to you. Surely, Ron, surely you could get them to say the word. Surely if they said the word, wouldn't you have more answers? Surely you could get them to say. And right as she's about to say the word, Ron, here you are. You're in Xanadu. Headlights are bright in pitch inky black. No moon, no stars. You are coming to. Nobody has even noticed that you've been blacking in and out this whole time. The headlights are just catching little traces of desert shrubs, little rocks. But otherwise, it's very, very, very dark. Dak, you have only just now spotted the cruiser. The cruiser is way, way, way ahead of you. This is just this empty road right in the middle of the Mojave, about 30 minutes out from Vegas, the strip proper. You can just barely make out the little red taillights, and that that is what you are following. You're, look, you're a truck guy. You're a car guy. Yeah, I would say so. You know, those taillights, that's the kind of stuff they give you for the real mean vehicles. So that's got to be them. Dax sees the red lights and says, bingo! In a real cool way. Yeah. Texas jackpot. So in a moment, we're going to get back to Ron's situation. Let's say he's just coming to right now, but let's let's catch up with everyone else. What's popping in Xanadu? What is the mood right now? Let's start with Dak again. Dak, tell me what you are seeing. You're gripping the wheel. You're, what's in your mind? What's popping? First thought Dak has is... Wow, it's been so long since Xanadu has been carrying such a heavy load. We got a mech, we got a Sasquatch, we got a motorcycle, we got the pod, we got all of the empty scorpion shells from the eggs that hatched. Uh-huh. We've got the combined emotional trauma and baggage of everyone in the truck. We've got a heavy baseline that is bumping, that is weighing us all down into our seats. And yeah. He's thinking... It's Mood, right? The song Mood, 24K Golden. <laughs> yeah. It's a, the song right. Mood by, <laughs> by... Yeah. And all he can think of besides the fact that he's got such a heavy load is that this was supposed to be a lighthearted vacation fun trip to Vegas. <clears throat> now he's in the, the thick of it with a friend that he thought was dead and with two of his uh, honorary sister's kids just trying to keep the band together and trying to catch Tabitha before she goes the way of Lil Marco. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is good. So you're sitting there. Tech Wizard is beside you. Tech Wizard, tell me a little bit what's going on in your damn brain. Tech Wizard, the in, almost the entirety of the first time he met Ron, if you'll recall, he was on beta inhibitors, which uh, were like a sex drug that made him obnoxiously alpha, at least in his perception of what that would be. So it was a totally different confident vibe than he normally has. And he feels a lot like he's letting Ron down, considering how he was able to help last time. And so there's, there's a big part of him that's like, I need to prove my worth. I don't need something like that anymore. I have accomplished a lot. I can do this. I can prove myself to Ron. And so Tech is hyping himself up. It's a very simple mission. They got to save somebody. It's not even really morally gray. They're just helping their friend uh, rescue somebody, you know? So he's pretty amped at this point. He's, He's riding that. Boom. That rocks. That's great. That's wonderful. Pox, 
We're going to cruise on over to you. Pox, can I give you a little something, a little thing? Yeah. You're a little sleepy. Maybe there's a lot of adrenaline going on or whatever, but maybe for a minute you're kind of dozing for a second, right? Yeah. Pox had a sugar crash. (laughs) She's falling asleep. And Pox sure did come a lot earlier. That's uh, right. In the- <laughs> what the hell? Came that's the a machine. sugar. That's the, the sugar crash I'm talking about. The can the candy crush. Yeah, yeah. Oh my she god. She got crushed. My mind. I erased that from my memory bank. <laughs> Out of respect, as the listener should as well. Out of yes. respect. Respect my privacy, please. Anyway, go on. Um. So. Can you tell me, tell us about the little dream you're having right now? Yeah, so Pox is having a dream that she and all of the other Neoscum plus Ron are in a field, but the whole field is a bed. It's really soft and squishy. They are running around, but then they all collapse onto this bed because it keeps getting softer and softer like marshmallows, like marshmallow fluff. And then it starts to turn into like whipped cream. And then it starts to turn into like milk. And then they are swimming. And they're too heavy because they're all wearing coats like pox that are really heavy. And they're all just sort of sinking down and drowning and splashing around in milk and reaching for each other. But they're all like laughing. And look terrified and are laughing at the same time. It's really scary and unnerving. Also, the sky is white and the and the lake of milk is white. So they're just like drowning in this sort of white, ambiguous liquid everywhere. And it's so weird because this is happening in the real world, too. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what's happening. Just describing directly what's going around us. Uh-oh. Pox fell asleep next to the cum tribute jar. <laughs> Did Dak just say that? <laughs> yeah, he said that. Okay, great, great, great. <laughs> Super, great. Hold on. Go ahead, Eleni. I was going to say that the milk slowly starts to freeze over and sort of solidify, like crystallize. Her dream starts kind of slowing down. And that's it. That's great. For a moment, as the dream starts slowing down, you look ahead on this pool of milk, and you see a silhouette. Woman in a dress. <gasps> Jumping out of this... So, Pox, you're, you're starting to wake up right now. Dak, can you please say what you just said before about the tribute jar? Can you say that one more time? This is like when a teacher is trying to embarrass a student who made a joke during class. This is the vibe. No, no, no. I know you it. said precisely the right thing, but I need Uh-oh, to Uh-oh, Pox fell time. asleep next to the cum tribute jar. That thing's haunted. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> while everyone is here looking out of the car, thinking about getting to that cruiser, we're going to go back to Ron. Ron, how are you feeling right now? Can we, for mind's eye, who, where is our, Dak is driving his tech in the front passenger seat next to him? Yeah, at this point, I think Ron's got to be in the front passenger seat because. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was seeing. Unless you want to be in the back. I was just saying you guys are Uh-oh. compatriots and, uh, well, I mean, tech is on your lap with his <laughs> knees curled up and his hands on his thighs. Mm-hmm. If Ron's in the front, he has an arm draped back. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of doing that thing with like forehead against the mm-hmm. window, kind of cool to the touch. Mm-hmm. And I just I imagine if it's okay, Pox is holding his one of one or two of his big fingers, and they're kind of yeah. like all 
you know, kind of like, okay. They're, yeah, they're, they're snuggly, sleepily. Yeah. So Ron isn't asleep. He's kind of going in and out, and he's trying to get his bearings. And then uh, all of the hair on his body stands up on end. And to clarify, oh it stands up on so end. So poofy. After what you hear Dax say. Right. Right. Which, could you say that one more time? Jar. <laughs> oh, come tribute jar. Yeah. Haunted? <laughs> so much like anybody in the real world, come starts bouncing around in his head. And it's as if a <laughs> as if a uh, uh, pinball machine come is bouncing and just hitting all these triggers in his mind and the lights are going from off to on. And so the hair on his arm, on his bot, his whole body just starts standing on end, but not like funny, poofy, static, but like scared cat, scared wild animal. You can't see underneath his pompadour, but his ears go back behind, and the hand that is so nicely being held by Pox, Ron grasps and grabs her whole arm. She wakes up suddenly. Ah, your head bumps the cum tribute jar and it it sort of rattles around. It falls on her and it explodes. No! (laughs) No, Pusspot's relative is going to come and kill us all now. Ah, Just kidding. It doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. Yes, it does. It happens. Cumbot, activate. Cum is the new pus, yeah. Uh, Okay, Uh. so uh, it didn't happen, but let's all pretend that it did. Cum is the pus of the balls, though, if you really think about it. Ew, Casey. Oh, that's pus. awful. That's awful. Pus is the pus of the balls, right? The jar bonks off of Pox's head. Dunk. Ow. Ooh, ah. arm being grabbed. What? She gives Ron a little slap. Just not hard, but just like slaps the arm that's grabbing her. It's like, hey. Ron swivels around and his pupils have dilated to become full of his, his eyes are just black. <gasps> Ron? And I forget, does Xanadu have roll windows or power windows? A mixture of both. Both. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whatever you uh, want at the time, basically. <laughs> no, no, that's right. It got upgraded to power windows. Oh, okay. That was one of the things Lil Marco did in episode four. Now, by power windows, it is still a crank. It's just like <laughs> the crank you'd see on a vault door just to make it like a power it's- window. <laughs> Yeah, to crank to charge it. Yeah, you got to charge it up. <laughs> you got to and... crank to charge, and then you can use the power. <laughs> so stupid. They are That's an right. inc- incredible fire safety hazard. <laughs> <laughs> he turns. Ron turns around. Uh, his eyes are black, and he starts pressing the window down on his side, and he starts to lift you up over the seat. Me? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh. Hey, oh. Oh, Ron, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? What the hell's going on back there? You're letting the AC out, Ron. Close that. He's lowering the window and he's pulling me out. What are you doing, you silly, you silly thing? And she starts tickling his armpits. Like, she thinks he's, like, joking. And normally, oh, the laughter and the fun that would be held by a tickle fight, uh, his favorite game, and America's pastime in this, this year. <laughs> but this is not the Ron that we've come to know. This is a more animalistic Ron. This is a Ron who can't be reasoned with and this is a Ron who only has one goal in mind and it's to get Pox out of here. Uh, and once the window is down, Ron jumps out of the Xanadu with Pox wrapped up in his arms. <gasps> Can Ron fit through the window? 
Do we think? Right. <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll see. I, it'd be a know. tight squeeze, maybe, but it, I think it'd be hard to do. But can he maybe toss the door open? Or yeah, or I toss the door open. I'm, I'm with it. I think the rest of us. I feel like Tech and Dak are now would have been reacting even not passive observers in this. Yeah. Okay, so here's what's happening right now. So, boom, Ron is holding Pox. Pox is like, what the heck is going on? He lifts her up over the thing, and he opens the door, and he's about to jump out. So now I will give you guys a moment to react before Ron goes again. Or actually, you know what? Let me let me just get into combat and see who goes when. OMG. I know. <laughs> so spookily dookily. Starting off, we said come immediately. Yeah, I, know, I, I thought I was going to have to lure it out of you guys. Okay, actually, Pox has the first opportunity to do something. Okay, so Pox is getting lifted over by Ron. Like mm-hmm. I said, she was trying to tickle his armpits, but then she sees, she like double sees the look in his eyes and the look on his face and like knows that that is not, something is wrong. Uh, and she just woke up from this creepy nightmare. So... She stops tickling him, and she sort of grabs him very tightly, and she looks over to Dak, and she's like, Dak! I mean, I don't know how fast this is all going, but he's rolling open the window, so I think she's going to mm-hmm. say... He's busting open the door. Busting open the door, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's busting open the door. She looks over to Dak, and she's like, Dak, stop! Stop! Okay, boom, now it's Dak's turn. Dak is befuddled and confused. He's a man with a one-track mind, and that track is in pursuit of the red lights that he just spotted earlier. But now, inner turmoil in the cabin. Pox screaming. Uh, vehicle empathy telling me that, oh, Ron's fur is sticking up in a way that he hasn't seen since a certain Sasquatch cave burned down. And something is horribly wrong. Jack turns his head back, sees what's happening, and then smashes the uh, child safety lock button <laughs> to close the door one but he can't really do too much while he's driving so he s- looks to tech and says tech do something barrier i don't know jedi mind trick right now it is ron's turn ron you're about to bust open the door but then bam the child safety lock pops on Ron, I need you to make a strength roll, which will be if... Oh. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have you roll your long arms roll. Um, oh. <laughs> it's, the same, it's the same thing as his strength, but it works out. So. It's just fun. Ron, can you please roll 13 dice? How cheeky. Yes. I kind of want to fall out, honestly. I'm like, sure, let's go. Let's see what happens. Pox is good at rolling on the ground. Yeah. She is, and she's got light body, so she'll fly away. I hope that Tech then calls out to another character on his turn to just keep the chain going. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe to Baby Hamburglar or someone for assistance. Five. 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 That is really, really good. You just like, bam! You just bash the door open, just, it is open, and you are now leaping out of Xanadu. Tech Wizard, it is now your opportunity to react. Tech, since he wasn't in the front seat, and because this is kind of like like what I was saying about how he was handling this, he was doing that thing where you're, you've moved your head in between the passenger and driver's seat, you know, and you're kind of leaning forward with your arms on both the seats, and he sees, like, just motion happening to his right in the passenger's seat, and sees all this, and, and he 
isn't quite comprehending what's going on right now. But when Ron turns back, he sees his eyes as well. The only other person he's seen with black eyes like that was Pox's dad. And he's not only seen those eyes in real life, up close trying to kill him, but he has seen those eyes in his dreams as Pox's dad was, like, fighting for control. Tech, I think in this moment, he immediately is like, something's wrong, I don't know what the, the situation is, but Ron is not being himself. That he knows immediately, but that also is, like, terrifying to him, and he freezes up. Then after, like, the door kicks open and shit, he's forced to react. I was going to put a barrier to cover the open door. Mm. But I think now if he's like part way out, I'm going to essentially place it just whatever, a foot out just in front of him uh, as much as I can so that he slams into it like a wall. But but not, I'm sure there's not enough space that they're going to stay partly in the car rather than like tumble down like a space. Do the spell and we'll see how it works. Oh, I just got a uh, a notification. Looks like Tabitha is dead. Uh, <laughs> oh, damn. Objective failed. <laughs> okay, I'll say then, um, say force three. Oh my god, dude. Can you fucking believe that? 16 dice and I got a two. <laughs> so, creates a translucent force field of one point of both armor instruction per hit. So, it's got two points of that... So Ron is on the way out of the vehicle. I think two hit points with the strength he was already opening the door. He's going to bash into that wall, but I think he's large and he's moving with a lot of force. I think he would break through that. I just want to say that to carry on the trend, Tech does in that moment yell out for help as he's casting that, but he is yelling at himself to get it together. He's like... Tech wizard! So just like that, all of a sudden there's just like this this psychedelic shatter, just like no. on the side of the car, and you feel like this little like poof of force like next to Xanadu, and Ron just flips out of the vehicle. And how fast is Xanadu going right now? 150 ah. kilometers <laughs> per hour. I I I took my foot off the gas, but now I am going into. Uh, break mode as Xanadu goes into mm-hmm. break mode but spelled differently and you can go ahead and take my little scream and that's the sound Pox makes when she gets pulled out of the car as well <laughs> okay I'm gonna say about 60 miles an hour <sighs> ah! Ron you are for a moment you're airborne just just holding Pox and then you feel your jacket tearing as you slam hard into the ground roll reaction and intuition just Ron yeah just Ron he's He's holding you in, in his arms, and he's hit, he's landing back into the ground, so you are not hitting the ground. Uh, he's doing like a tuck and roll. Yes, mm-hmm. a tuck and roll. And that's seven, yes, for me, I uh, think. Oh, yes, sorry. Yes, yep. that is correct, Ron. Feels good to hear dice roll. <laughs> Three. Three, okay. I'm going to say you needed a seven, so, but that's fine, because that would have been really hard to get. So let's see here. I'm going to say like the ground. A norm- this could kill a normal person. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm just going to say, let me see how much health Ron has, because I don't think this is going to kill him. Yeah, okay, so this is perfect. So it does an additional six damage for a total of ten damage, <gasps> just <gasps> flying out of the car. So this is going to take you down to two health, Ron. It's, it's, oh, my God. It's a gnarly fall. So you're, you're, you're just flying through the air. Bam! 
Your shit is getting, like, ripped. You're feeling mm-hmm. your, like, your face is smashing against the ground. You feel like maybe your nose breaks. You feel a couple of bones go like... You just took the fall really, really, really bad. You haven't felt this bad in a really long time. You're, like, bloodied and weakened, but you can see Xanadu is breaking now about 500 feet away from you. Sorry to all the mathematicians who are doing uh, fast math to figure out if <laughs> if Xanadu is traveling at 60 miles an hour and Ron jumps out when whatever. Okay, so so Ron, you are fucked up right now. You just took a, a fall really bad and you've got pox in your arms. So Dak Rambo, boom, it's Dak's turn. So Dak, you're slamming on the brakes. How busy is the highway that we're on? Empty. It's empty. Mm, are can we be kind of close to the shoulder? Like while we were braking, I kind of like seamlessly mm-hmm. pulled onto the shoulder. Naturally. Okay. Looking in the rearview mirror, looking at what happened, Dak is just like, "What the fuck? Oh, this wasn't in the top fifty things that I imagined could have happened in this moment." And then we run through the top fifty things that Dak imagined in the moment. <laughs> uh, continuing driving do, down do, the do, street, do, listening, do, putting do, on do. Uh, an Uncle Cracker song uh, do, 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 to make everybody smile. Do, do, do. Dak jokingly uh, uh, pulling his his hog out <laughs> and acting like acting like nothing was happening because you know what we we stand a problematic king. <laughs> Ron, Ron, you're imagining Ron doing his lipstick hog as well out just because you know <laughs> yeah, bros yeah. are gonna have their hogs out. Yeah. Oh. Oh, uh, that's right. Uh, oh, lipstick. Uh, uh, Dak thought about locking the windows and farting and turning the heat on just as a prank. <laughs> Dak thought about, in that moment, accelerating super fast, overtaking Tabitha's police car, shooting his, his gun through the window, killing the person who was driving and the guy in the passenger seat in one blow, and then like making out with Tabitha on the top of Xanadu <laughs> while the rest of the gang watched and like cheered on. <laughs> Dak thought about the cum, the cum jar exploding. Yeah, and the Hatsune Miku who was inside uh, escaping. Oh. <laughs> uh, Tech wizard dressed up in a Viking opera costume like Bugs Bunny, giving him a big smooch on the cheek. Yeah. Boy, yo, yo, yo. Dak thought it would be funny if they all, if everybody in the in the truck, Ron included, were suddenly dressed like the village people, uh, except for no one was the no one was a cop. Uh, just, these are all things that were just like running through Dak's like monkey with symbols brain. But jumping out of the truck with pox, Ron eyes going black was not one of them. He pulls over. He looks back at this situation. It's like doesn't look like Ron is about to get up and do too much damage. He just holy shit. He just got bleefed. He looks over to Tech and he goes, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Let's get in the mech. Let's, let's see what happens if it's completely, completely loose. Yeah. Just Gannon and Casey talk. Uh, we're in some Gannon and Casey talk. Just totally fucking loose totally shit. Totally fucking loose. This is the Gannon and Casey interlude. This is us testing our, our talk podcast. 
This is our talk podcast. Which where gets six like, episodes in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, just, then like just flops like so updated, brutally updated, that updated. Like, oh, no. Yeah. Haven't updated. Uh, no new Gannon and Casey show episodes in the last six months. What's uh, going on there? <laughs> we'll have one out soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're working on it. We got a lot of exciting ideas. Uh, but this is the Gannon Casey. Absolutely. No editing. Uh, just two guys chatting. Just two dudes. Two dudes and a little kitty in the background. A kitty in the you background. Said Georgie? Not opening the door. That's Georgie. Uh, is Bandaid in there too? Just quiet? Band-Aid. I thought I heard her coughing under the bed earlier. I don't think she's in here right now, though. People might not be aware when Gannon talks about Bandaid. Bandaid is the softest cat in human history. <laughs> And cat history. Well, yeah, actually, I can't history. speak for cat history. Uh, but possibly, it, it's up. She's up there. She's up there. Top it, thou. It is insane. I said to Michaela, to pet Band Aid sometimes feels she's so soft it feels illegal, or like, or like you have to, or you have to like walk walk into like a chamber and like a guy in a white suit and gloves like opens up a box and Band Aids inside of it, and you're like, you need a velvet touch. pillow for Band Aid. Yeah, you can touch it once. And she doesn't shed. She's a long hair, but she's... Oh, she sheds. Uh, oh, she does? Oh, she sheds. Oh, yeah. Oh. Uh, no, her, her shit's all over the place, man. We got cat fur, little cat crystals all over the ground. These guys, these guys are fucking turding out like crazy, let me tell you, man. Like, they, these guys are pooping so much in the freaking, in their freaking cat toilet. They used oh to be two-weekers. Two, because we got the. They fucking, would only go poop twice a week. No, no, no. We got the. We got like a like a like a toilet pizza box, a toilet tomb, um, where you like you plug in like a. Oh yeah. Thing. Yeah. And then they poop in it, and then you take the thing out. Yeah. Used to be two weekers. Now these guys are fucking almost a half a week filling that shit up. Oh my god. Oh man, dude. those things are expensive. Dude. Has their diet changed since you got to Texas? You've been no. in Tex Mex, man. Sometimes fucking getting uh, Al Pastor, like <laughs> yeah, you know, no, burrito, no, yeah, like uh, Al Pastor uh, uh, tacos for the cats. <laughs> Michaela, every now and then, she'll be like, "We got to get him on a raw diet," and then we won't even get him on a raw diet. We'll just like change it to a slightly more healthy cat food, and immediately Georgie gets diarrhea and the flu, and <laughs> just like half dead. And all bets are off at that just, point. And then we're just like, okay, back to Friskies, uh, back to your disgusting Friskies. And if Georgie eats it too quickly, she throws up. Dude, that's a raw diet, man. Now she finishes before Band-Aid, and then she'll go over and eat Band-Aid's food. That's insane, because I'd never seen a cat, like, eat as fast (laughs) and desperately as Band-Aid. Yeah. Well, that was the hurricane days. Right, right. She was post-hurricane. Band-Aid was a rescue cat from uh, the Alabama hurricane. Uh, some years ago, and so uh, she had. Uh, she was a little baby. Survival back instincts. Yeah. yeah. Now she eats normally, but she's still scared of the rain. Oh. Yeah, good cats. I need to get. I need to get a cat Casey or two. Cat. Two cats. Casey uh, needs eventually. a cat. I gotta, See, gotta get a pair. Get a pair. Get two. Oh my god! Yeah, get two kitty. I, cats. I gotta get a. They have to entertain each other. I, I can't just get one. Oh yeah. If I had one cat, they'd be so starved for like enrichment no matter what I did. So it's mm-hmm. like you get two cats, they're taking care of that shit on their That's own. That's right. You know? That's right. And then it's fun because then you talk to them and you're like, oh, you're you're giving your sister a bath. Wow. Yeah. Look at that. Look at, look yeah. at you two guys. Wow. Someone's got a little personality today. It's the d- the delight of being able to do that is just tremendous. Talking yes. and singing songs yeah. to the cats is just really great. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, only singing songs to myself is brutal. Oh, my God. Singing songs to the kitty cats is great. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Band-Aid sits in a new spot, and I'm like, hey, take a look over there. Band-Aid thinks she's a box that <laughs> contains sound equipment, but she's a cat. She's just sitting among boxes that contain sound equipment and art, and but she's a kitty cat. Dude, we got to get Band-Aid on mic. This we is do clear- got to get her on mic, get her side of it. She's trying to, yeah, <laughs> she's, she's, she's got the hunger. Yeah. She'll be the third on our show, and then then we will go three hundred episodes. There we go. Yeah, then we'll uh, go. Yeah, yeah. The us and us and Band Aid, and then she says something way too problematic. Yeah, <laughs> and then we have to, you know. Or you uncover you uncover some like troubling tweets from uh, Band Aid in twenty sixteen or whatever. Band Aid said, "What about Blue Jays?" <laughs> Yeah, so we're yeah. this is a Neo Scum interlude, believe it or not. I, I love my fucking cats. <laughs> I fucking love my cats so much. I love those cats too, and miss them all the time. You know what else I love, Casey Tony? I bet I do, but say it. No, no, no. Let's see if you can guess what I love. Let's see. Uh, Let's see if you can guess. Raw doggin. Raw dog. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> fucking beast mode, bloodborne wow. style. Just fucking. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I also like the Neo Scum Patreon. <laughs> I also like the Neo Scum Patreon. Uh, me too. And you know yeah. what I especially love about it? Mm. And this is for real, actually. Uh, yeah, this is for uh, real, for real. Like, we just finished uh, Mork. Uh, Merkberg. How, how do you do umlaut? Merkberg. I'm so bad at them. It's like s- Swedish or something. The Merkberg. Yeah, it, it's a, a super, super fun guide and arc. But what I think is like so incredible about it is Mike's editing. He has like leveled up to such a degree. The things that he does in this arc are like a true delight. Dude, and I'm both Gannon and I yeah. listened to the like the third episode, which Mike just went plus ultra on, oh and we're just like losing our minds. He does like so many fucking cool ideas. I really love the way Mike edits, and I think people like they they gotta hear this. This is so sick. I think it's such a good. I mean, yeah, it's our own fucking shit, but like fucking Mike it just like got so fucking good at editing. It's just like mm-hmm. every single time like the new the uh, uh raw or the new the new Mike edit was coming out, I'd be so excited the day yeah. of because yeah. it, it's dude is dude got really good at editing and it's really funny. Uh and I just think it's a real heater heater and I implore the good listener, take a listen to that fucking Patreon and then fucking Fucking let the people know that Mike is a banging ass, banging editor. And you can get this just like, look, if if you're not already signed up for the Patreon and you can definitely sign up for one month at five bucks, you will unlock literally every guide we've done. Just so many episodes. You probably heard those first episodes on the feed. Mm-hmm. Bunch of like really good stuff. Ten bucks. Even just for one month, you're going to get that and all of our scum chats, all of our like bonus stuff over time, the all the, the PP episodes, all sorts of great shit. If you're not a patron or you were a patron, but you dropped off, it's totally fine. We'll welcome you back into the fold. We'll welcome you we back. We welcome you back in the fold. We think this is a great time for it. And no joke. Also, I mentioned this on Twitter, but the next thing coming out in a guidance slot is so unbelievably funny and again you couldn't be there for that recording I and there. i ju- i can't 
wait for you to hear it. It's it's very it's very funny. Look forward to that coming in in a bit of time as well. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, and I yeah, just sincerely, I just uh sincerely uh I think the Merkbergs the three parter. Yeah. It'd be great. Just hear it. I don't know. Figure out figure out how to hack into us on the dark web and get it for free if you are really so committed. Yeah, honestly, I'd rather have people listen to it. <laughs> Use your powers for good though and actually, you know, give me fucking money. Whatever. I'm just rambling. Listen to the Merkberg. God, anything else? Look, I think, you know, everybody in to different degrees is feeling pretty tired. So if you haven't reviewed us on iTunes, you know what we love to do? We love to, whenever we get a review, share it in our Slack and talk mm-hmm. about it and just feel very nice, unless it's not five stars, in which case, not five stars, no which excuse. Case you're, you're Don't waste track. your time. We're a tiny show. Oh, it's four. I'm being honest. We all know what four means. Yeah, I'm going to give my Uber driver a four. Yeah, do you know what that fucking does to them? Do you know what a four does to us? <laughs> Actually, I don't know what a four does to us. I don't understand what I, I don't know. It doesn't do. really do anything. We just it it does psychological damage. So I guess if you want to do that, mm-hmm. like, if you want to hurt me, if you want to. Speaking of hurting us, you, uh, there's yeah. in, in the last interlude we did, I made a plea um, to increase the toxicity on the Reddit. And Casey, would you believe what happened? What. Um, there's, somebody... I've, I'm, I'm, the last two Tuesdays, someone's been like, all right, Toxic Tuesday, let's get it going. <laughs> there was yeah. one, you know what, I'm, I'm going to read what this. What are they I'm, toxic about? I think, I, think this was, I think this was funny. Okay. All right. So, so on it. a Toxic Tuesday, let me, let, me, let me show you what, and look, this is like two things, but I thought it was funny. Um, okay, so Toxic, so it says in parentheses, Toxic. Subject, please fire Casey. <laughs> and then the, the the text is the show should be way worse fire casey he makes it too good i love him so <laughs> yeah that's what, that's the that's kind of toxic, toxic content you're getting on the neoscom lo- reddit so I please keep the toxicity really coming make us foul and untouchable <laughs> foul and untouchable and i can't read this person's name so um shout out to you you know who you are respect to you I, oh you can't um, read it because it's no. naughty uh, no, it's high, uh, high. It's just hard to say. Why don't you? Here's the thing: if you're if you're yeah. curious, go to the Reddit and uh, check it out. That will be one of the recent posts. Yeah, check it out. Hit that guy up. DM him. Be like, I want to. I'm your. Yeah, guess what? Become best friends. Meet mm-hmm. meet some friends. Meet some friends. friends. Make some friends. Yeah. And uh, another thing with friends is uh, these two friends had a great time recording the pilot for our show. Thank <laughs> yes. you. Georgie for meowing in the background. Thank also you, Georgie. signing off. Keeping but it real. But for now, this is the end of the episode. We'll see you in the next yeah. 299. <laughs> but for now, get a load of this tr- train. Oh, no, the train. Is, yeah, there's the actually train. a train coming. A bit? Yeah. It was oh. a normal talking episode, a- but all of a sudden, a train <laughs> is here. Train. There is still a train. Let's let's move on to Ron now. So so Ron, you are, I, are you still clinging hard on to Pox? What is he's, happening right now? He's so Ron is clinging hard to Pox. Mm-hmm. He's holding on to her. Anything that's kind of made him more personable, anything more human, 
is torn to pieces. So he's ripped off his jacket and the hat is gone. And so Ooh, he's just scary. Full on wild Sasquatch mode. It's like it's like when uh, the dinosaurs in We're Back don't get to eat their cereal and they become all scary like real uh-huh. dinosaurs. Uh-huh. Like, so this is what it is. Like Ron hasn't, something has taken over to just look like this animalistic, well, no, animal. <laughs> And he just has, you know, as much as he can have of Pox in one hand. Most of her. Most of her. <laughs> just like a little push pop. And he starts looking around for the horizon, looking up to the stars to kind of get his bearings on what direction he has to run. Ooh, yeah. Okay, great. Super. I'm pulling up your shit right now. <laughs> wow, you have so few skills. Um, <laughs> and I got to play the truth of that. Yeah. Just roll two die for uh, intuition. Great. Two dice. Can I just say that in this mm-hmm. moment, Pox doesn't really say anything. She's just kind of looking because she's in shock. I mean, also, like, just like what is happening. And her, she puts her hands up uh, onto Ron's like face and she sort of, her hands like fit over his cheeks. They're really small. And she mm-hmm. like burrows in the fur there and is trying to like, oh. s- trying to like squish his cheeks. It's really uh, cute and sad actually. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. And she's like s- kind of squishing. It-, it looks like a baby grabbing a, a parent's mm-hmm. cheeks, honestly. And she's just like kind of squishing around like, ah. And he, Ron is like looking around and every once in a while he'll look back at you and you, you might see a glint of humanity in his eyes, but then he's, feverishly looking back up to the sky and to the horizon, uh, and I rolled no hits. Ooh. No hits. You have nowhere to go. And, like, it is pitch... Like, even when people with low-light vision have, like, it is, like, because of the light pollution from Las Vegas, there are no stars. And you can look it up. Today's date is a moonless night in 2077. We dare you to look it up. You just have no idea where to run. No idea at all. Nowhere to run. Nowhere to run. Episode oh. name. <laughs> What is today's yeah. date? Today's date, thank you for asking. Alani, write this down for the for the uh, scum letter, the next scum letter. Yeah, that that is what I need. All right. Gannon's Neo Scum spreadsheet. I have been keeping this up to date for such a long time. Because for the scum letter, I've just been putting like question mark because I don't know. But... Oh, really? Oh, shit. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, I did have that. Technically, though, we're many episodes behind of where we actually are. So, like, oh, I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's the 18th. Okay. It's the 18th, it's August 18th. 18th of August, yeah. Okay, so he has nowhere, no idea where to go. We're jumping back into Xanadu. Boom, it's Tech's turn. Let's get the mech. Tech's all for it. I mean, Tech knows that whatever has to happen, they just have to get Ron off Pox and they can figure out the problem later. And that mech has a magic amplifier. Tech does not want Ron to tear him to pieces. He's scared of that. So he scrambles immediately through the back. Let me tell you what you see when you open the back of the trailer. You open the back of the trailer and you see the mech. But the thing is, is that the mech turns to look back at you. Sitting inside of the mech, it's hard to see. But there's lights inside, and there's a figure in a black Victorian dress sitting backwards in the seat with the big helmet on. And the mech is looking back at you. And with another arm, it is picking up the pod. (gasps) What? Dak would have headed to the mech. Is it fair to say that 
Tech and Dak are, let's say you are like right beside Tech Wizard, right there, Dak. You are just moving together. So okay. Tech, if you want to make an action, I mean, you walked into a room and boom, there's a surprise. What's your uh, action to try and deal with the surprise? I mean, this would be so fucking scary. What, like, the mech is facing me. The mech has guns and shit. Well, yeah, I guess it has a gun on its neck and that is facing towards you right now. Look, I got to play my truth here. I don't think Tech has enough time to think of anything but putting a barrier in between the two of them, afraid that he's going to get blasted away. Excellent. Between the uh, mech and Tech Wizard and Dak? Yeah. Let's say there's space on the sides if Dak wants to run by, but it's pretty sizable. Do you guys recognize the lady with the no, the backwards lady? Do you remember it? We, we don't. We never saw her. I know, but do you recall Pac saying anything about her? I do, but I think, again, the thing is, like, it's like one of those things that this isn't in Tech Wizard's top 50 things that he thought would happen. Yeah. And what, what are they? Well, he thought he would go back there and Jelly would be back asking for the babies. He thought he would go back there and Z was actually throwing a surprise birthday party for him. It was a late birthday party. It was all just a plan for that. He thought he would go back there and Dak would be in an opera outfit. Giving him a smooch. Giving him a big smooch. Yeah, giving him a big yeah. smooch on the side. He thought he would go back there and it would open the pathway into a parallel world where he would become a great fantasy warrior. He thought he would go back there and... Ron would be doing his lipstick dick out. Yeah, lipstick dick out. <laughs> yeah, I just spat all over my hand. And Ron would be like, wink, I gotcha. But number 51 on that list was going back there and the backwards <laughs> head lady the is there. The backwards lady was there. Honorable mention. Yeah, honorable mention. Tech in a turn will realize that right now it's just somebody's in the mech aiming at me. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Great. Pox, we're jumping back to Pox. Pox, so Ron is standing up and he's grasping you and he's like looking around trying to find what to do and you've got your little hands on his face. What would you like to do? Ron, where are we going? What are you doing? Uh, Say something. Ron is still looking around and he looks you dead in the eyes and says, uh, in like a growl, just Indy, Indianapolis, Indianapolis. Indianapolis? Okay. Okay, we can go to Indianapolis, but why did we have to get out of the truck? We have to go back, Ron. Where, where, why are you taking me? And she's trying to pry herself sort of away from him as, as she's doing this, as she's asking this. Okay, let's have you roll a little, I guess this would be a melee combat roll or something, just to sort of try and get free a from wiggle? What's him. your wiggle stat? Yeah, what's I got, your wiggle stat? I got great gymnastics, so I could really gymnastic my way out of this. Let's see here. Uh, you know what? Your close combat group skill is a little better, so why don't you roll 11 for unarmed combat? You know what? This is the first... This would have been escape artist, the escape artist skill, the first time I've seen escape artist come up in our long-running Shadowrun game. Ooh. Do I have Ooh. escape artist? No, I don't. No, you that. don't, but this will work. It's fine. <laughs> you're, just, you're just trying to bop him away from you. Would have been cool if you did. <laughs> I got five hits. Nice. Five hits. Yes. Ron, can you roll reaction intuition your seven, please? Yes. I should have thrown some knives. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not about to throw knives at Ron. Uh, two hits. Two hits. Okay, not good enough. So Not good enough. <laughs> I know. Tell me I, about it. You know, it's funny as I say that so much in my life, and it's like, oh, well, <laughs> interesting. interesting. Uh, anyway, so, yeah. so, so, so Pox, describe what little uh, maneuver you do to get out, out of this uh, grab. 
Yeah, so he's kind of holding her with one arm, and she uh, puts her hands on his shoulders and basically climbs upwards, using her legs on his chest and his stomach, and kind of leaps off of his shoulder backwards, and she lands in like a crouch position. I mean, this is a very animalistic moment. So yeah, she's also landing sort of a cat-like stance. Cool. Just looking at him. Excellent. So now let's just do Tech Wizard. What was the result of your spell you got there? I did force three, got three hits. Immediately, mm-hmm. you know, Tech like screams like, ah, ah, and he like casts that. And if Dak is like coming right in behind him, mm-hmm. Tech is just like, what the fuck is happening? As he sits there basically on his ass, holding his hands out, <laughs> both for this barrier and also just like, as you imagine, if somebody had a gun pointed at your face and you're going to try to block the bullet with your hand instinctually, mm. just totally pointlessly. Yes. That's perfect. Dak, what are we doing? So Dak, boom, you see Tech Wizard, boom, he's casting this this barrier. The barrier is rippling in front of you. And Dak, this is crazy. Like, you have intense vehicle empathy. You have always previously been able to tell when someone has been in this vehicle. And it's like only just now, as this Brahma turns around all of a sudden, do you feel the weight of this thing in this mech right now. Yeah, Dak is totally, for the second time in 10 seconds, is 1,000% completely gooped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, is that because you're covered in the cum jar stuff? So the third time. Oh, my God. (laughs) The third time. There we go. Steven and Casey, two points to you. Uh, uh, Eleni, Gannon, five points for you for for not saying that. You guys, you guys went two episodes, two full episodes without saying come, and then this episode, it's just bam! Oh, no. A great a great called shot from Ganon for making this the uh, trigger word. Uh, so we, Dak, we were like, we're going to weaponize come or PP, pick one. <laughs> okay, so Dak, Dak busts in the back. He sees Tech doing the spell. More importantly, he sees this backwards broad in his Brahmin, and Dak goes berserk. Dak has his version of Ron's metamorphosis into uh, Mr. Hyde. (laughs) And the tattoos on Dak's body start shifting and going into battle mode. Oh my God, it's happening. And Dak says, who the hell are you? And his first thing is he runs straight into the barrier. And then knowing Tech and what Tech's doing, he tries to like find the edge of it. And Tech, is there any room to get past the barrier? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He just made, like, a big shield in front of you. Like, if you were to imagine a trifold divider from Ikea or something like that, that's the kind of size. There's still plenty of space. You might have to kind of jump over some shit on the sides. And you know what? It's actually perfect. Because as Dak is going and juking to the left, he goes right into this big pile of shit. And he instinctively reaches his hand down and picks up a two-foot pepper salt shaker from like Buca de Beppo circa 2025 which he stole and he was like really proud of stealing this giant like salt pepper shaker thing and he grabs it like a baton club and he jumps the remaining distance to just like go for the jugular and hit this backwards lady in the back of her front of her head excellent okay for this you are going to use uh, you got blades. This isn't a blade, but I guess you're using it like a blade. So just roll five dice instead of six because it's not a blade. 
Okay, it seems like I could have just arbitrarily picked up a blade, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had to make it more fun. Uh, no, but this will make the character sneeze even if you miss. That's yeah. <laughs> She's allergic to uh, pepper, so... Oh, you don't got to be, be allergic to it to uh, get a big sneeze. I learned that from Bugs Bunny. Well, she's going to be allergic to it, so it kills her. Oh, uh, yes. As well <laughs> as <it's> not... <laughs> her throat closes up. Oh, real return the Oz. But what if she's already dead? <laughs> Fuck, that's a good point, Lenny. Why would you bring that up? Now Ganon's going to say, yeah. <laughs> well, if she was already dead, then we could bring back beans easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, uh, Lenny, that's an even better point. And for that, you get five points. <laughs> yeah! Yes! Oh, and Lenny's at 10 points running away with this thing. <laughs> I love it. Ooh. I got one hit, but I absolutely have to spend an edge. Excellent. <laughs> okay, Gannon, I got three hits. Three hits, okay. I'm rolling. And I would just like to appeal to the role-playing court that I don't think... You know, this lady seems pretty omniscient and omnipotent, but did did she expect that a Buca de Beppo salt uh, pepper shaker was coming at her? <laughs> Your Honor, I posit to you. Was it in her top 50 things she expected? Get a load of this. Get a load of this. I just took two dice off of her seven dice roll. So oh, she's now yeah. rolling five to beat three. She got one hit. So that's going to do two Yeah. to the mech. To the mech? Or to her end. What about the neck? Yeah, she's she's in the vehicle. There's like a big screen in front of her face. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I didn't specifically say it was a called shot to the one exposed part of her head. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a much harder roll. I, I oh, mean. that's right. There's a big old bullet hole in the glass because that one person got, got whacked. So <laughs> you just smash that right into the bullet hole area and it's just like that breaks open now. The glass is all, like, broken open, so she's just, like, right there. The mech is still sort of crouched. Like, it's still in a truck. It's like, ah! It's it's really pissed off. She's really pissed off. And she... She's so cool. Yeah. A blade shoots out of the tentacle-like arm of the Brahma mech, and its beaked head turns towards the trailer. The doors? The door, yeah. This lady... I want to add to the party. <laughs> well, she's getting off on the wrong foot. Yeah, we got to win her over anime style. <laughs> That's right. And then she becomes like a central character. She's like Vegeta. She's wearing pink streetwear shirts and like raising a kid and stuff. <laughs> she also comes from the same planet that Dak was born on, but <laughs> doesn't know his history. <laughs> she, she's calling Dak Dakarot. <laughs> Dakarot. She swings around with this blade and like just like punches and like jams it through the 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 trailer door of Xanadu. She did nine damage. Ooh. Uh, just like it like busts open and pops back like a can of tuna, and the Brahma mech starts climbing out of Xanadu with the pod in its other arm. <gasps> and I just want to say that even though the listener might be like, oh well, she could have just like cut Dak's head off, and that would have been a you know valid thing for her to do with his vehicle empathy Dak feels the nine damage and it oh. and his head chops off yeah his head his head does chop off because of the curse that was put on him <laughs> in episode negative 51 <laughs> uh anyway yeah so that that is setting Dirk over the edge again the second edge he didn't know he had so tech wizard 
you just saw this thing just like rip open this the back of Xanadu and it is moving out, grasping at the pod. Tech, what are you doing? Uh, look, I know it's always the first reaction is denial, and then there's some other ones. One of those is anger. Whichever ones are in between, he went through that. Now he's at anger. He is just reacting impulsively, and he's just going to force out a huge lightning spell at this thing. He just he just wants to blast it the fuck up. This must be responsible, is what he's thinking, for everything that's happened. Is Pox dead? He doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. <laughs> no. <laughs> and my new that. character. <laughs> Tech is going to cast... Ooh, boy, this is animalistic. He's going to cast a uh, Force 10 lightning bolt. Just, just fucking keep it cracking as long as he can. Fry this lady. You don't want her in the party, huh? Oh, it's fine. It'll just be the Mac. It'll blow up. She'll be fine. <laughs> her hair will be frizzy and her cigar will have exploded at the tip. <laughs> Yeah, she'll get a new cool season two look. Yeah. <laughs> this is like when your sim, uh, you know, when your sim gets struck by lightning and then they just kind of have <laughs> frizzy hair and they look dazed, but they're all right. Her mood's going to be really negative for a few days. <laughs> like they, yeah, shouldn't, shouldn't work on electronics for a bit, but. Tech is going to zap her so bad that she turns her head around so we can see her face and it was Mrs. Frizzle the old, the whole time. <laughs> oh, brother. From the magic school bus. <laughs> oh my gosh. We learned. The science of lightning and faces all in one easy breezy episode. That would be lighthearted. One, two, three, four, five hits. Tech is going to use an edge. I'm walking the edge of the heartbreak. Uh, so five, six, seven, eight hits, Ganon. Wow. Yeah, so that's going to come blasting out of your hands, so she's going to do it. Uh... Reaction to that. Eight. It's going to freaking blast Xanadu, too. Xanadu's going to be ripped to shreds. No. Okay. It's, all, it's all turning into Swiss cheese back here. Okay, two hits. Is what the defense roll was? Yeah, so so it's six, so rolling against six, five. What? Hold on there. No fucking way. Hold <laughs> on there. Hold on there. And Tech Wizard passes out yeah, from anger going fucking super and Saiyan. from tiredness. <laughs> five damage is nothing to sniff at there tech wizard so oh five damage i thought you meant they that rolled five resistance it was only one no i rolled four dice oh okay i got one hit five damage i also thought it was one damage i did too yeah i was like uh oh <laughs> okay uh tech wizard you hold your hands out i don't think we've ever seen you do you haven't seen I, you do this spell i've done Maybe lo- you did it once yeah i've done it at least once earlier on when i used to use attack magic yeah more. i think so But this is also the first spell he cast as a kid. (gasps) Yeah. In that moment. That same instinctual reaction. Yeah. You hold your hands out to this this Brahma creature, this this mech, and you just just like this 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 wave of electricity like courses out of your hands. Fuck you! And and just shoots into the vehicle. There's just sparks flying out of the Brahma. The arms are like twisting and going crazy. One arm, it has no control of its arms now, and just like, it flings the pod. (gasps) No! The pod goes soaring through the air, like. Oh no. 
really like it is like team rocketing right now. We'll and we'll get to that. That's uh, just, when like, Zenith <sighs> thinks he's on a roller coaster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, is, it is flying out of that Brahma's hands, and it is just like smoking, 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 smoking. Uh, smoking, uh, and <laughs> it collapses, <laughs> and uh, there's just like smoke pouring out of the Brahma. Can I roll drain right now because it was so big? You do the drain. Was Dak in the blast radius of that? No, he was not. Damn, it was pretty direct. Dak contorted himself to be exactly the same shape as the Buca de Beppo pepper shaker, and so he was protected. <laughs> uh, so when you remove it, he was still like a bottle. Yes, but the, you know the static electricity. Dak's hair is standing on end, like Tom and Jerry esque. He looks cool. Dak, Dak was like Dak Rambo Buca de Beppo pepper shaker form. <laughs> <laughs> Form of, and then he became really small. Pox put her in her in his pocket. In her pox, put him in her pocket. Wow, that was a hard sentence <laughs> to say for some reason. Pox put her in his pocket. Pox pocketed it. <laughs> Pox put her him in her pocket. Whatever it works either way. Who cares? It's fine. <laughs> Pox put Pox put them in them pocket in their Pox pocket. Put the pepper in her pocket. That's right. Mm-hmm. Pox's pocket. Pox's pocket has pepper. Pox's poppet. One more time, faster, please. <laughs> Pox's poppet has pepper upon it. Pox's pocket has pepper upon it. Pe- Pox's pocket has pepper upon it. You Pox's, try. Pox's pocket pepper pocket. The team pod pod rocket. <laughs> shock it. Lock it. Uh, Bop it. Give me. Twist it. Pox's pocket Pass has it. pepper upon it. Yeah, pocket pepper pocket. The team pod pocket popper. Now you try at home. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How'd you do there, Tech Wizard? All right. So um, it's force minus three is lightning. I am used force 10, so I had to fight seven drain. Big roll. I only got three, so I'm taking four stun damage. Physical damage, right? You're right. Because 10 exceeds your magic. Ganon, you're absolutely right. So he's taking four physical damage, which means I have a negative <gasps> two now uh, on all my stuff. Yeah, this this no. this about halves your your health. So Tech Wizard once again just freaking <laughs> is up. he's like, and you know what? Let's put myself in a nearly dying position. That seems cool. Well, I, I, th- this isn't him. This isn't him th- thinking. You know, absolutely I know, I know. caged animal. It's just. Uh, Par for the course. Let's paint a picture. Mm. Let's paint a picture here. So, so boom, the Brahma is just like smoking, smoldering. Tech, it's just like you feel like blood vessels bursting in your head and like, like it's like your heart like stops for two seconds and then starts again and then it's like this blood just drips out of your nose. You're not feeling good. Now he's thinking what Eleni was saying. Now he's like, like, oh, no, fuck. <laughs> I was trying to take a break from that. <laughs> like, God damn. Feeling awful mentally, emotionally, and physically right now. Let's uh, let's jump to now uh, Pox. So, Pox, you've just danced your way away from Ron. All of a sudden, there's like a boom, crash. A fucking mech bursts out of Xanadu and is immediately electrocuted and explodes. Boom. You're still there with Ron, but that did just just happen right next to you. Well, relatively next to you, five hundred feet away. Ah! 
that that's all she does. And next, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it shatters glass and breaks Ron's eardrums, and he passes out. So she uh, she looks over, obviously in a state of shock, and she has still kind of been waiting for Ron to to respond this whole time. They want he wants to go to Indianapolis. Now she's crouched before him. She is sort of. Okay, she quickly looked over to that explosion, but like can't really think about that right now because she's got a big, big guy who is suddenly being mysterious and not necessarily nice, but she doesn't want to hurt him, but she will if she has to because that's Pox. She's gonna, she's gonna protect herself. I don't want to draw any weapons just yet. I feel like I can reach him. So she is crouching. She crouches even lower and is making direct eye contact with Ron. And she's not blinking. She's not blinking for quite a long time until tears start to stream down her face. She's really trying hard not to blink. And she says... Ron, what is happening? Just at the moment of pain of your eyes not blinking, Ron was making direct eye contact as well, and his eyes were not closing either, and they were just these dark abyss. And just at the moment of pain, you see a flicker of like life and light in the eyes, and his face goes from savagery to... The soft, fun-loving face you knew before, but it's in pain. And in his regular voice, you just hear him go, You need to come with me. And then he's back to savagery. Why don't you roll five dice for composure? You want to beat three, so you're probably not going to beat three. But if you can beat three, then you can break through. I'll give like that moment wins an opportunity to break. Oh. So roll five for composure. I believe in Ron. I believe in Ron. I believe in Ron. I believe in Ron. If you believe in Ron, snap your fingers, clap your hands. Everybody in the audience, snap your fingers and clap your hands. I'm snapping and clapping. I'm snapping and clapping. Three. (gasps) You're kidding! No. Thank you for snapping and clapping. You did it, everybody. You did it. You did it, everyone. Now everyone say, Pox is popper, pockets popping. (laughs) Pepper and... Uh, Ron, your eyes break, or they pop. (laughs) Oh, God! (laughs) The blackness breaks. As if coming through, like, a force field, and his Mm -hmm. face just slacks and forces Uh through. Yeah. Here we are. It is a hot night. Inky, inky black. Somewhere in the distance, you hear a... That's the pod. But now, here around you... You're just, like, looking at each other. It's pitch black, but you're lit by the burning Brahma 500 feet from you. So everything is sort of cast in this eerie glow. So you can see all around you small gray-green shrubs 
burst all about in tangles in this desert. Rocks rising in sort of abstract fortresses, all caked with dirt. Like, these are along the size of the freeway. A little tumbleweed is, is sort of, like, stuck on a, on a bramble and just sort of, like, shaking in the wind. Sand blows up in your face for a moment. It's rough, abrasive. Gets in your mouth and eyes. You can feel the dirt everywhere and the hot, black heat of the night. Cut over to the Brahma. Smoke is rising from the Brahma. Out of the smoke climbs two women tied together by rope, unclothed, climbing out as though they were one covered in dirt and sweat. Blackout. Every day I get closer and closer to reinstalling Sims and figuring out all my mods. Uh, I just totally have everything that had mods. I redid in a way that doesn't have mods, and I'm just like, fuck it. I'm I am, get so annoyed whenever there's an update, and I have to do the mods. So I changed everyone so that they just looked good in the normal game, <laughs> and I'm like, whatever. I oh, but. Man. I feel like I can't play that game without mods anymore, just based on the way I've come to really enjoy it. I um, can't play that game without mods, too, but th- I'm talking about moderators. Uh, after what happened last time, <laughs> they, they have to oversee me. Otherwise, I'm, I might make The Sims do a bad thing. I can't oh, talk about no. it. Neil Scum is Blair Britt, Mike Migdal, Gannon Reedy, Eleni Sovajo, and Casey Tony. This episode of Neo Scum features music from Hozak Records. It may have been edited or modified for use. Track and artist details can be found in the liner notes for this episode. Learn more about Hozak and the artists they support at hozakrecords.com. Texan Jesus. <laughs> Texan Jesus. <laughs>